Welcome to AUKUS Amplified from the American Association of Hip and Knee Surgeons, advancing hip and knee patient care through education, advocacy, research, and outreach. Welcome to the American Association of Hip and Knee Surgeons podcast series. I'm Kevin Son. I'm an academic hip and knee surgeon at Indiana University in Indianapolis. And I'm Cody Green, an academic hip and knee surgeon from Orlando Health Jewett Orthopedic Institute in Orlando, Florida. I'm David Fichero. I'm an academic hip and knee surgeon at Boston Medical Center and the Boston University School of Medicine. So today we'll be discussing a question that we very commonly get as joint replacement surgeons, and that is, what can I do after my knee replacement? What kind of activities can I get back to? What kind of sports can I expect to get back to? It's a very common question. It's a very important question, but I think it's also one where we don't really have a clear answer from the available literature. So depending on your surgeon, you're going to get different answers to that question. And so to start, we have a patient here who we'd like to discuss this specific topic with. And I'm going to let Cody introduce his patient so we can discuss his experience, his surgery, recovery, and return to the activities that he enjoys doing. Thank you so much, Kevin. Uh, it's an honor to introduce today's guest and personal patient of mine, Jason Couch. Jason is a member of the Professional Bowlers Association and has been inducted to the USBC's Hall of Fame. He's won 16 PBA Tour titles, including four major championships, one title in the PBA 50 Tour, has bowled 41 perfect 300 games while on tour, and most importantly in my eyes, has two partial knee replacements that are functioning very well. Jason, thank you so much for joining us today. Guys, good evening. Hope you guys are doing well. Thank you so much. So Jason, to, to start off, uh, as a professional athlete who started developing debilitating knee pain from your sport that's a very repetitive loading sport, talk to us about the knee pain you were experiencing before surgery and your knee and basically how it was affecting your quality of life and when you decided it was time to proceed with surgery. Yeah, honestly, you can kind of grin and bear it as an athlete. You, you're going to bowl with some pain in any sport, honestly. You're going to have aches and pains. So I would say that uh, I wanted to say about 2009, I really started to notice I was have, having some issues with my knees and it just gradually got worse and worse and worse. And my quality of life started to go down a great deal. You know, with kids in the house, you're up, you're down, you're doing many different things. And it started to take a toll on me. And any athlete in any sport will tell you that if you get in too much severe pain, you just really can't perform at your best. So I worked really hard on trying to band-aid it, I guess you would call it, because, you know, I tried knee braces, I tried, you name it, taping it up, and it just eventually got so bad, and you saw my x-rays. I mean, I was bone on bone. It was just really bad, and so I guess it's been about five years ago I did my first partial replacement, and then this past December, we did my second. Is this something where you were hesitant to proceed with surgery because you had concerns about what you could get back to, how that was going to affect your ability to perform at the highest level afterwards? Well, it's a great question. Working with Orlando Health and, and Jude Orthopedic, you go in and you really rely on your consultations. And everybody there was just really honest with me and really good about it. We actually tried injections early on to try and get me through a, a tour season. And the injections are great, but you know, you guys know that if you put a little wear and tear on it, eventually those injections go away. That's just a temporary fix. So I was a little hesitant at first, 
when I uh, we talked about partial replacement, but after my first partial replacement and I went through the physical therapy and really grinded to get back where I wanted to get back to, I was 100% sure I was going to do the other knee once I got back to doing the things that I love to do. And how were you counseled on the restrictions after surgery? Did we talk about what you should and shouldn't do following knee replacement or partial knee replacement? You gave me a, a great piece of advice and you told me that listen to your body listen to what your body is telling you if you get out there and you start really doing your physical therapy hard and you push yourself if your body doesn't respond well pull back a little bit but continue your physical therapy and you know i can't stress enough to anybody out there that is going to listen that please do your physical therapy because it is so paramount on getting back to normal life. No matter what kind of sport you do, what you love to do, it is absolutely critical that you do your physical therapy. That You know, you put your trust in those people, let them push you, you push yourself, and in no time you're going to be back to normal. Jason, thank you so much. This is really insightful for all of us. I'm always curious do you feel week by week it's it's an incremental improvement? Is that I, of course there are going to be days you may overdo it, you may have to ice it, pull back. But is that from your perspective, having gone through it, does it improve week by week on, on a steady fashion? Oh, without question. I think you know you have to listen to your body and you understand that the harder you do work at it, you're going to get some aches and pains. You're going to get a little swelling. I'm eight months out of the last surgery and I'm still icing my knee at night. They pretty much on the PBA tour, they run you through the grinder. I mean, a typical league season is 36 weeks. It's only, it's 108 games. I'm doing that every two and a half weeks, 108 games. So I am really putting some pressure on my knees. And, you know, as, as long as you ice it, you really pay attention to what your body's telling you. Uh, you know, it's just amazing. My strength just keeps getting a little better week to week to week. And I can tell that when I first started back, got into the bowling center and started practicing again, my muscles, the strength just wasn't there because I hadn't been using them. But slowly, for sure, that it's really come back. And right now, eight months out, I mean, I really feel I'm got to be somewhere between 90 and 95 percent. So I feel really good about it. I think that segues into a very common question that we get is, when am I going to get back to doing X, Y, or Z? And as you mentioned, that's a gradual process. For you, for the bowling specific, do you feel like there was a specific time frame where you said, all right, even though you still say you're not 100%, where you get to the point where, all right, I'm good enough, I can get through what I need to, might have to ice a little more, take some ibuprofen, but where's the time frame for you for that in your recovery? I was pretty fortunate. We decided December of this past year we were going to do the surgery. And my tour season usually starts in April, but it got pushed back a few months to June, which was a huge help for me. So I started training and getting myself ready. I would say, gosh, I think Dr. Green let me bowl about eight to 10 weeks after surgery. You know, and I obviously knew that the strength wasn't going to be there, but I could work my way up to that. I tried a little too early. I didn't tell him that, but I tried a little too early. Went up and bowled a tournament, didn't do very well, but I knew I was close. I knew it was close. And then our tour season started in June and it's been a great season for me already. I think that's a great point. I mean, what you told me and what you did, two separate things, and I'm happy that you did well, but I think a lot of it is the motivation from the patient as well. So while I normally tell people three months on average until you get to return to sport, 
not every patient is created equal. And so Jason's one of those people that's extremely motivated. So even though he was a little weaker when he started, he's one of those people that's going to return back to the level that he wants to, regardless of how he's feeling. And so patient motivation is one of those things that's a very strong correlator as far as getting back to return to sport. Jason, are there any specific activities at this point, bowling or other activities that you feel like you, you cannot do with your knee replacement or hesitant to do following surgery? No, not really. Honestly, I'm probably doing a sport that you guys probably cringe when I mention it, but I started playing pickleball about two months ago. It's very hard on your joints. And I understood my body that I've got to take it easy, go a little slow to start, but I'm playing that at least once a week and I really enjoy it. And I don't think there's anything I can't do. I like to do a lot of things around the house. I'm up and down on a ladder, constantly doing stuff around the house. I feel great. I mean, I couldn't ask for, honestly, a better turnout from what's happened. And as a professional athlete, the hardest thing you can do is get back in the winner's circle when you've had a setback. And about three weeks ago, I, I returned to the winner's circle on the PBA 50 by winning a tournament out in Bowling Green, Ohio. So uh, honestly, I think I can do anything. I, I know to listen to my body. I know to continue to ice, to do my stretches every morning. But man, I feel so much better than I did in the past. That's great to hear. So on the tail of that, obviously, you've had a great experience with your joint replacement. Is there any advice you'd give to other patients who are kind of in your shoes, trying to get back to what they want to do, but really hesitant about undergoing surgery for their knees? Listen, it's really easy when you get down to it at the end of the day. Listen to your physician. Listen to your body. Get as many consultations as you want. But at the end of the day, you're making the best decision you can to get back to a normal life, a fun life of doing the things you want to do. And I don't care if it's just leaning down and gardening. You know, it's it's just a change of life of being able to get up off the ground and do what you do. I just can't believe the difference. And I wish I would have done it sooner, to be honest with you guys. But uh, you know what? At the end of the day, trust in the people that you're putting your life in with the knee surgeries and just stay the course, do your physical therapy, and you're going to enjoy life like you have never done it before. Well, we really appreciate you coming on. And certainly you can back us up that we really feel like this is a life-changing operation for patients and appreciate you joining us to help patients out who are in your shoes or where you used to be and, and show where you can get certainly for a high-level athlete trying to get back to those things, especially the pickleball. It's about nine out of 10 patients in my clinic now are playing pickleball. So that's great to hear that you're able to do that too much trouble uh, still this early after your second surgery. Oh, well, thank you so much, guys. I really had a pleasure talking with you tonight. Thank you, Jason. Just briefly, Cody, Dave, we can kind of go through this a little bit just to end off the podcast in terms of kind of what we recommend after knee surgery. The concern always is that the more you do, the more you're going to wear out the metal and plastic that we put in. As I mentioned, the data is, is mixed on this. So maybe start with Cody. Cody, what do you tell patients when they ask, what can I do? Is being more active going to negatively impact the longevity of my implant? Yeah, I think, uh, I think you hit the nail on the head. The data is mixed. And I think a lot of our recommendations are passed down from the people who trained us. It's always better to be a little more cautious than to let patients start doing high impact activities right away after surgery. Now, it's not always a catch-all that you can make a recommendation to every single patient. You have to treat every patient differently depending on what their goals are after surgery. So in my practice, it's pretty rare 
that a patient desires a return to a high impact sport such as basketball or soccer or long distance running. It's most of the time it's low impact activities, cycling, walking, some light doubles tennis. Those are easier to consult patients on to say you can definitely get back to those things. It's the high impact stuff, in my opinion, where it's the basketball and the soccer or, you know, the box jumps, those things that are are high impacts. That's where the question comes into whether or not this will affect the longevity of the implant. Now, I tell patients it's like miles on the tires that the more you use it, the more you wear it out. But again, that's more along the lines of training. We don't have a lot of good long-term data on high impact activities where it's going to say whether or not we have concrete evidence that high impact sports are unsafe. Therefore, it's important for patients to speak with your surgeon about whether these activities that you desire and are possible after surgery. And, and it depends on what the surgeon's comfort level is as far as what they'll let you do. Not every surgeon is going to give you the same recommendations depending on who you talk to. It depends on what they're comfortable with and what they're going to treat the patient as depending on what activity they want to do. Dave, anything to add to that? Yeah, I thought that was a really nice explanation, Cody. I think I'm, I, my philosophy is very similar to yours. I like that analogy, explaining the patients about the threads on a tire. It's just, and I, I add to that, I'll tell the patient generally, I, I think you'll feel great trying to do these things. I think if you try to go for a two-mile run after a hip or knee replacement, after your, your therapy is completed, and you'll probably feel great. But the concern is the longevity. So it's not, can you do that activity then? And that's really not the question. I think there's general consensus that you probably can. You'll feel good. It's, I just try to tell the patient that we're really trying to project out 10, 15, 20, 25, 30 years. And, and as you said, it's not really clear if this really does or could impact the longevity of the implant. So, you know, I think the consensus is definitely light and moderate exercise and activity is, is good. And that's probably encouraged. I don't completely discourage high impact activity. I agree. It's a case by case basis. I think Cody made a great point that patients should really talk with their surgeon that there may be factors related to the actual surgery itself that may be discussed as well that may be relevant. So I think it's probably a case by case basis when you start talking about really, really high impact activities. Yeah, I definitely agree with both you and all those points made. I think it's something that one of my mentors and I pass along to patients is if it's an activity that you need to do to be happy in life, then I think it's okay to go ahead and do it. And then we will see what happens type of thing. Does everybody need to run half marathons to be happy? No. But if you do, I think that's something that's a calculated potential risk that, like you said, we don't know. Uh, And certainly for more details of what's recommended, maybe not recommended, uh, a plug for our website, hipknee.acus.org. That has a couple sections that really goes over what our academy and what our association recommend, do's, don'ts, and sites available literature to go over a lot of the things that we've covered today and really can help patients make those decisions on, on how they approach these activities following surgery. And I'll just add that probably the two most common things I get in Florida is questions about golf, And questions about pickleball. And it might not be Florida related with either of those, but it's very common in my practice. So when we're talking about total knees, you know, a lot of it has to do with expectations with golf and whether you're getting a partial knee replacement versus a total knee replacement. So golf can cause a lot of pain before surgery. Usually on average, you see that when you return to golf, your handicap increases about one stroke for total knees when it's all said and done, but the pain is much better overall. So I always tell patients you can get back to golf. The majority of patients get back to golf 
with a total knee replacement, but nearly all patients get back to golf with a partial knee replacement. So if you're asking about a specific sport, ask your surgeon about what the expectations are as far as how many people get back to that sport and, and how much pain are you usually in and what kind of functional level will I have at that sport following surgery? Yeah, that's a great point about golf. I always tell folks kind of start putting, chipping, gradually work your way up to a full deal. And there's some data that shows that most people after joint replacement are back to golf kind of in that four, four and a half month range. But like you said, everybody's different, everybody's individual. So it's hard to project entirely. But but yeah, those are great points in terms of the most common sports that are certainly safe to do. And it's just a range in terms of how quickly people can get back to the level or where they're at. And as we say, we can't fix a slice, but we can get you pain-free back uh, doing what you like to do, getting back on the course. Well, again, I want to thank Jason for joining us. I think this was a very informative session, and I hope this provides a lot of good information for patients out there considering knee replacement. It can be helpful as they make their decisions with their surgeon. Thank you much. Thank you so much, Jason. Appreciate your time. Thank you, guys. You have a great night. Thank you for joining us for AUKUS Amplified. Visit AUKUS.org to learn more about how members of the American Association of Hip and Knee Surgeons educate, advocate, investigate, and perform humanitarian outreach in the field of hip and knee replacement surgery.